talk about natural restrictions to moving into that full potential. Natural. Yeah, they are. They're, uh, there are things within us that we don't even recognize anymore. They're so ingrained and they're, they're good for us in places. And many times they limit us. They hinder us. So let me just uh, take the next few moments to share what that might be that it might affect you. And I invite you to be open and curious. All right. Natural. Well, the two areas I'm going to talk about are constrictions and conditioning. Hmm. Constrictions and conditioning. Two C's, huh? Well, let's see what that talks about. Let me share with you a little bit. Here's the question for you to ponder as we go through this brief video. How much are we already programmed to show up that either positively or negatively impacts our potential? Yeah, we're already programmed this way and we don't know it. External programming that has greatly influenced the way we actually see and move in the world today. The first one I'm talking about is constrictions. Imagine with me just for a moment that a toddler is entering a toy store for the first time with their parent. Wow. I mean, as soon as they're in the store, all everywhere they look, they see something they've seen on TV or they've seen another friend of theirs play with or they've seen something that they want. That is for sure. And it's exciting. And they get caught up and they rush off to grab the toys. Because those toys, you don't have to build that in. They want those toys. And so they're playing with this toy, playing with that toy. And they're all around the store. And all of a sudden, the toddler becomes aware. Wait a minute. Where's, where's my parent? Where are they? I, I, don't, I don't see them anymore. Well, that's, that's unusual. That's not natural. And so it becomes frightened because that protective presence is not with them. And so they kind of begin to whimper a little bit and, and they're calling out for their mom or their dad and, and uh, the voice is kind of anxious, you can hear it. And so a clerk nearby hears the toddler and comes over to the little, let's say a little boy, and she says, what's the matter, little boy? Can I help you? That's not a good sign. I don't know this person. And they're coming up and it doesn't feel natural to me. So they begin to cry. No longer crying out for mother or dad and crying. And then what happens? Well, there's a little old grandmother on the next aisle. Now, well-intentioned and grandmothers are fantastic. I'm a grandfather, so I know they're good. All right. But grandmother comes over and she knows toddlers. She loves toddlers. So she's going to take care of this situation. She goes up to, I'll call him Billy. And she says, uh, a little boy's, you know, this, just relax here. I, what's going on, little boy? Are you lost? Can I help you? Whoa, this is even worse than the clerk coming up. Somebody is kind of really invading that territory, that space around them where they feel safe. And once again, that parent's not there to protect them. So now they're really wailing. I mean, at the top of their lungs, they're letting it go. Yep, all out. <laughs> and the parent who's been a good parent looking for the toddler, hears that cry. And a parent knows the cry of their child. And so they come racing around the corner and they see a group around Billy. And oh, they got a problem as a parent because they let Billy get away. They're not a good parent. Well, they may call child protective services. Oh, this is not good. I got to take care of this situation fast. So the parent comes up to Billy and says something like, in all good intention, all nature, say, Billy, big boys don't cry. Huh? Where did Billy? Billy heard that before. <laughs> Big boys don't cry. And so and then she says, stop, stop, stop crying. Stop crying. I'm here. I got you. Well, now Billy is faced for the first time with a contradiction. 
the body is telling him, man, let it out. This is the way to take care of this scary situation. But an external force that they greatly respect and provides for them, cares for them, is saying, stop that crying. So what do they honor? The natural or the external? Well, the external is going to take over, but it's not easy to stop the internal. And so what do they do? They hold their breath. They tighten their stomach. They try in some way to, to build in a force to counter the natural force. Well, welcome to Billy's first constriction. And it's going to be a lifelong restriction, particularly during the formative years and the early, uh, the teenage years and the early adult years. A lot of constrictions develop. In fact, by the time we become adults, we have so many constrictions programmed in us, we don't even know them anymore. We don't see them as constrictions. Yeah, they were meant to be protective, defensive, whatever the case may be. They were meant to be providing for us. But because we felt awkward or ill at ease or shamed or some other external comment or voice from somebody else, it conditioned us how to show up. It constricted us how to show up. And so that constriction goes on through life. And unless we are aware of how other it lands on other people, that constriction can be very limiting to our full potential. It's a way we, we kind of cock our head or we look at people because naturally, internally, that constriction kicks in. It smells like, tastes like, I'm going to have to react this way. So life will never be the same for Billy, nor is it for us. Some of this is good. A lot of it is not. And here we are, we're, we're an executive, we're in our first job, we're in a good relationship, we're trying to really go ahead, we own our own company, we're trying to build clients, and yet there's a constriction internally that we haven't dealt with and surfaced so we can shoo it away and we can become a more whole, healthy person going for us, all right? Constrictions, they accumulate through life and they become part of the body. Actually, breathing, tight necks, ever have a, a headache, sore neck? That's sometimes the cause of it. They become part of our defensive mechanisms. Most often, they get so ingrained, they become part of the subconscious. We're not even aware of them. So the question I want to pose to you, what constrictions are part of your story? Do they need to be there? Do you know what they are? Do you know how to deal with them in a healthy way that no longer limits you and becomes really part of your strength? How do these constrictions affect your relationship with others? Because that's where potential really comes in when you can really possibly impact others. But these constrictions can be a holdback for you. Ponder that a little bit, all right? Then let me talk about conditioning briefly, the other C that's involved here. Conditioning can be good or bad. Yeah, it can be a good thing or a bad thing. It's external and it's internal conditioning. So we can do it ourselves. We say, I'm going to do this, and that's an internal conditioning. And we learn to show up that way because we trained ourselves to show up. Or it can be external, somebody else, a coach or somebody else's, or Team, you know, t teammates or somebody else in our life. The impact and the reason for it is going to shape us for our future event. Well, they can serve us well, or once again, they can hinder us, but we don't think about it. We're not aware of this, all right? Sports. Sports is always about conditioning, getting ready. I did a half marathon a few years ago, and real briefly, I learned from my coach, I didn't know anything about conditioning. My body needed to be trained before I ever took the first step to run. There was a whole lot of breathing, heart, uh, muscular, all kind of conditioning to go on before I ever stopped into that sports to do run the half marathon. See, that affects our career too. 
We get conditioned. We get conditioned by early bosses. We get conditioned by the parents, by, pardon me, and I mean it's in all good respect, but sometimes negatively by religion, by politics, by the world about us. Oh, there's a lot of conditioning goes on. We're showing up, but it affects us. It really can limit us. It can propel us, but it can limit us. And too often I find in executives and in those who are trying to get to their full potential, it's limiting. Previous experiences condition us and how we perform. Often we're conditioned for success, limitations, or sometimes we're even conditioned for failure. Not good. What are you conditioned for? All right. What conditioning is part of your story? The way you interact with others. I'll bet it's even subconscious. You may have developed a cliche or been given a cliche to kind of, hey, kick this in. This is with a cliche. But I'm finding too often it's a negative. It's a hindrance for your full potential. Well, that kind of gives you an idea about uh, where you're going with your conditioning and your constrictions. Think about that. Ponder that for a moment. In our next video, video number three, I'm going to surface for you a common practice, really common, okay, that reduces your odds to make it to the top 10%. Isn't that your full potential, being the top 10%? I hope so. See you in the next video.